You are cheap. No, I'm not. You are cheap. No, I'm not. You are cheap. No, I'm not. You are cheap. Well, maybe I am. If you're buying a diamond ring for your wife, it's not cool to be cheap. If you're buying airline tickets, oh, it's very cool to be cheap and called Trip Amigo, where you can fly anywhere in the world and save up to 75% on over 500 airlines and 300,000 hotels, plus rental cars and vacation packages. Visit family, friends, or go on a once-in-a-lifetime vacation. Go ahead, be cheap. We have special fares we're not allowed to publish. When you book your airline reservations with Trip Amigo, you'll spend your travel money when you get there, not by getting there. Call Trip Amigo now and mention the travel code Amigo and save even more. Call Trip Amigo now. 701-581-9605. 701-581-9605. That's 701-581-9605. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. They were there when history was made. Tour is a storyteller. Welcome to the Sports Rackham Tour. And with two out, you talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Lewis gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! The Sports Rackham Tours dusts off the great American art of storytelling. From the players, coaches, media, the people who were there. Smith corks one in the right down the line. It may go. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. It's a home run. Go crazy. Now, here's Stephen Maggi. Welcome to Sports Rockin' Tours, the show that presents the observations, recollections, and memories of a select group of storytellers who represent the past half century or so of American sports. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. As part of this great American holiday, we thought we'd talk to a couple of great Americans from the world of sports. Later in the show, you'll meet a hero from the world of ice hockey, the captain of the 1980 United States Olympic team that literally shocked the world. But first, we will continue our conversation from a few months ago with the late Tom Maddy of the Baltimore Colts. Two weeks ago, Tom Maddy died of complications from leukemia at the age of 82. NFL scout Upton Bell and I were reviewing Tom's incredible career. The camaraderie that we had and the coaches that we had, you know, the guy I, you know, took good care of me was from last was Don McCafferty, who became the head coach later on. And he, he just understood the game and taught it to the to the guys. And, and if you screwed up, you'd come back in the huddle, and John said, you missed the, missed the zone defense, Tom. <laughs> so, uh, Tom, I, w- I want to ask you one of my pet peeves, and Steve and I have discussed this, is uh, the quarterback today, from high school all the way through, never calls his own plays. Right. The offensive coordinator makes more money than God calling in these plays. And I'm saying, when they ask me, who's the greatest quarterback you've ever seen, Unitas or Brady? 
And I said, Unitas. I said, he called his own plays. He, he did the checkoffs at the line. He invented the two-minute offense. What are your thoughts about the quarterbacks today, including the alleged greatest, of having every play called for them? I, I don't like it, but I, I'd like to see what, what you think. Well, I, I think, you know, you're, you're in the game, you're in the heat of the game, and, and you understand what they're trying to do. And, and you, the films I used to go over during the week and, and go over to Unitas' house, and John and I would watch films together. And we'd say, here's what we can do here, here's what we can do here, here's what we can do here. This is the defense that they're going to try to throw at us. Tom, you've got to make these adjustments. I, yes, John, I understand. And we'd work on those in practice. And Shula really pushed that. Uh, when, when he was here. And, and you know, you got to go back. And, you know, my first game here with Lee Bank. Lee Bank was a great coach. He understood the offense. And and, and he had Unitas here and, and Raymond Berry and Lenny Moore. I mean, I'm telling you, when I came here, I couldn't understand what the hell they even drafted me for because <laughs> I, was, I, was a, I was a quarterback in college. And I said, they got John Unitas. And they said, well, we're switching running back. And I said, well, they, they got you know, they got Lenny Moore. I said, well, what do they want me for? And so I became sort of the jack of all trades. I even played defense for a while there. And it was it was, uh, it was was a challenge. And, and to be the number one draft choice back in those days, that was that was a big, big time uh, pressure on you to be able to uh, do something. And uh, so I was really surprised when it happened, and, and uh, Woody Hayes was really surprised. <laughs> so, so my my my, my qu- question is: Do you think uh, whether it was Unitas or the people that we grew up with, all the way through Marino and Elway, they all called their own plays? Uh, is is there something missing from the game today? Because the quarterback is essentially the person who executes the play that's sent in every play. Yeah. And, and, and it's changed the game. There's no question about it. So it's a coach just calling it. You know, player, we, we, we get a feel for what they were trying to do, especially the defensively. Would they try to come up and try to knock me off coming out of the backfield because they knew I was going to run a, a, a play. And my what, the way we adjusted to that was United would just go, say, say I left flank right, uh, 74 option. And that meant I could do anything I wanted to do. I come around a close flare. I could come back over the middle if I read the defense the right way, or if that outside linebacker was going to the sideline, I'd follow him out to the outside linebacker, but turn around, and the ball was in my face. And as long as I had hands to catch it, which thank God I did, uh, you know that that kept me in the league for 12 years. You know, I want to ask you one last question, and it's not about football. It's actually back in your days in Ohio State. I understand you had a uh, golf buddy that you played with and wasn't bad. Uh, <laughs> tell us a little about Jack Nichols. Uh, Jack Nichols and I were fraternity brothers and great friends, not just good friends. And uh, his wife, Barb, my wife was over at Wittenberg in, in Springfield, Ohio, and she was going to school over there. So Jack and Barb get married. So I'd bring Judy over, and she'd stay over at Jack and Barb's house, so we didn't have any hours, so we had a good time. But Nicholas was Nicholas was a an all-around great athlete, and, and it was just, he was just a lot of fun to be around. And we still stay in contact. Yeah, I was going to say, you ever go out there and play at all anymore with him? He still probably plays uh, pretty well. <laughs> he's down in Florida now, and, and uh, retired down there. And, and uh, He's he's we stay in contact. We get the Christmas cards and we we give each other's calls. Everything. 
we, you know, he was a, he was a, he was an all around athlete. We had a basketball team that I think, and back in those days, that was when they were Ohio State were national champions with Lucas and Siegfried and Havelcheck and that whole crew that was uh, real good. And Nicholas and I, we had a fraternity team, which we could have given them a pretty good battle. And Jack and I were guards together, so we had a lot of fun. And he's the one that taught me how to play golf. And he, he gave me a set of his old McGregor's, and he says, you want to start playing golf? I says, here's, a, here's an old set of my clubs. And I wish I'd have kept them there. <laughs> yeah. I traded them in for $50 like a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you one last thing then in this. You know, a lot of what you've been talking about today – it, we get we keep hearing about you know hockey, other sports guys playing basketball. Upton was talking about the teams and so forth. Do you think back at that time uh, that it was it was different in the sense that these athletes didn't sp- uh, just go for one sport and that was it? The way you see now, there was a lot of uh, Bo Jackson types. Maybe maybe not quite as good as at both sports, but pretty much can hold their own with a number of different sports. Now, let me let me let me say that I was blessed because my my father was an ex professional hockey player, uh, played in the National Hockey League, the American Hockey League, and all that. My grandfather was decathlon champion of all Canada, and we were French Canucks, and uh, I had a little Indian in me, I think. And that's that's we were we were all around. My brother was the same way. Bruce went to Miami of Ohio. He was an All American there. Gets drafted by the the Mets in baseball, and then he gets drafted in the, into the Army uh, during Vietnam and get, gets all screwed up over there. But it was, uh, uh, we were blessed with the, with, 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 the, with the capabilities of being great athletes. And, and my, mother, my mother was a great athlete. And then my brother comes along, who's five years younger than I am, and he was an All-American in Miami of Ohio and gets drafted by the Redskins. And that's when he got drafted by the Army and got screwed up over in Vietnam. And, and uh, he, uh, but we were, we were blessed. Coming up, the final minutes from my conversation with Tom Maddy and Upton Bell in just a moment. Remember, all of our interviews can be found on Apple iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to like Sports RACX on Facebook. You're listening to Sports Rockin' Tours with Stephen Manji, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-979-4317. 800-979-4317. That's 800-979-4317. Wayne Klingman, or you might know him better as Mr. Big, is out handling a dispute, but he did want to say thank you for listening to Vintage Vegas Crime Blotter every week. He also wants to remind you you can get copies of his books on Amazon. Just simply search Wayne Klingman, that's spelled C-L-I-N-G-M-A-N, again, Wayne Klingman, 
for the best in Vegas reading materials. What if every dollar you invested into your training program turned into $30 of revenue? What if your learning program was so engaging that your employees looked forward to annual trainings? And what if you could monitor the success and effectiveness of your curriculum with quantifiable metrics? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. E-learning has made each of these scenarios possible, utilizing tools such as virtual and augmented reality, simulations, and online instructor-led training provides a safe environment for employees to learn at their own pace. Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Here at Epsilon XR, we have 50 years of experience in creating powerful and effective training programs. We combine proven training methods with cutting-edge technology to create immersive training experiences. Are you ready to take your training program to the next level? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Training.epsilonxr.com. These are the sounds of a dinner. But not just any dinner. A dinner that almost didn't happen. Because without food, it can't. A dinner now served, thanks to people like you. Due to COVID-19, 17 million more Americans may face hunger. Feeding America is helping our neighbors in need. And if you're able, you can too. Donations to the COVID-19 Relief Fund are being accepted at feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. Your help is needed now more than ever, and every dollar makes a difference. That's feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. On behalf of Feeding America and families nationwide, thank you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong. An adult elephant can weigh up to six tons. The average person, 150 pounds. Ever heard of carfentanil? It's a large wild animal tranquilizer. Illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it. It can kill the average human. If you or a loved one is addicted to opiates, even pain pills, don't wait until it's too late. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. We care. Many of us have been where you are. We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. Call now to save a life. 877-927-3380. 877-927-3380. That's 877-927-3380. This is Sports Rockin' Tours on Talk Media Network. Now, here again, Stephen Maggi. You are listening to a conversation from a couple of months ago with Baltimore Colt and Ohio State legend, the late Tom Maddy. You really were, uh, what, what a family. You, you and Upton both come from these incredible families, uh, kind of really sports royalty. Hey, it was great talking with you. Thank you so much today. Really appreciate it, Tom. I, I thank you, and, and it's, uh, it's always a pleasure to go back and reminisce because let me tell you, when we had the Rosenblums as the owners of our team, they looked after us. They took care of us, and they, they made sure we were comfortable. And, uh, that, 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 by the way, is not going to happen anymore. It was an unusual time. And one of the things I will say to Tom 
that I said to Steve, and I look at this, the great what-ifs of life. We should have beaten Cleveland in 64. We did win in Green Bay in 65. In 67, we come down to the last day of the year without losing a game, and we lose to the Rams. 68, we lose to the Cowboys. And 70, or, or, or to the Jets. And 70, we beat the Cowboys. If you add it up, the great what-ifs, the Colts would have been the dominant team of the, of the uh, 60s with five world championships. That's an amazing thing for guys like Tom Maddy and the team that he played with. It's the greatest memory I ever had, so I'm so happy to talk to Tom today. It was great to talk with Matty, a legendary figure from my childhood that was really a fine person. Another one of those heroes comes from the world of ice hockey. Have you ever been involved with a miracle? Have you seen a miracle? Well, if you're a sports fan, when you hear the word miracle, you're thinking 1980 United States Olympic hockey team. No question about it. And we've got the captain of that team with us, Mike Uruzioni, who is the author of a great book you need to read. And we're going to talk about that in detail. It's called The Making of a Miracle, the untold story of the captain of the 1980 gold medal winning U.S. Olympic hockey team. Mike, what a moment, you know, beating the Soviet Union and so forth. When it happened, what did it mean to you? What, were you, what was going on in your head? Because I got to think at that time, you probably weren't thinking necessarily about world affairs and so forth, but really the idea is, my God, we beat the Russians. Yeah, you know, I mean, we went into the Olympic Games uh, with the hope and dreams of winning a medal. We didn't know what was going to happen. And I hate to be cliche, cliche but uh, it really was one game at a time, and, and that's how we approached things. And next thing you knew, we were in a position to, to play for a medal, and that was, you know, beating the Soviets and then beating Finland on Sunday. So, you know, you're kind of in a little cocoon out there in Lake Placid. We had no idea the world was watching. I mean, we were clueless uh, regarding that. Uh, we weren't allowed to talk to the media, so we didn't know what was being written or said about us. Uh, we were just kind of just playing hockey. And then then when it ended and, and you know, we got out into the countryside and realized, what, wow, this this thing was pretty big. So we, we, were, we were totally surprised by the reaction that uh, the country and the world had. Well, I remember when it happened, and I was a big hockey fan going into it, so I was just kind of curious what was going to happen. Then I remember you beat Czechoslovakia, and I go, wow, that's really something. i got to keep an eye on it. And it was fun to watch friends and so forth get into it as it went along. And then the, the game with Russia, everybody expected the, the big, huge defeat. You know, how bad is it going to be? Can they at least stay close? And you guys became folk heroes after that. And I guess to be captain of that team... That's got to be particularly an honor because captain's a big deal in the world of hockey. Well, you know, I, I, it was a great honor for me, but I've always said, and I've said it from day one, I was a captain amongst captains. You know, there were 20 players in that rock locker room, and, and I believe uh, 17 of them were captains of their either high school uh, and some were even captains of their college team. So when you surround yourself with not only great players but great people, I think it makes you appreciate uh, the fact that uh, I was in that locker room and had the honor of being a captain of that team. You grew up with a strong family. Do you think that kind of helped having that experience to go from that into this uh, amateur hockey team, that those family values sort of kick in and kind of help drive you through all this? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, that was something that my dad and mom always, and, and aunts and uncles and cousins and everybody, you know, the, that I grew up with uh, instilled in me. That, you know, the work ethic that you have to have to be successful. Success doesn't come easy. You know, I saw my dad work three jobs and mother took care of six kids, so... Uh, I understood the values and important values of hard work and determination. 
And again, and I'll say it like I said it earlier, I was fortunate to play on a team that guys had those same kind of values. We we really were a work ethic kind of a hockey team. Herb used to call us a lunch pail and hard hat group of guys, and and that's what we were. We all came from working class families and understood the values of work and, and, and being a good teammate, being a good person. The whole story of the team is just so incredible. I mean, not only Coach Brooks, but the kind of mismatched team that was put together. They turned out to be this great team. You know, as this has gone on and the myth has grown and the uh, kind of the fantasy of this has uh, kind of taken over as people think about it, how has the significance of what happened then affected you? I mean, obviously, you've had, you've had people that want to hear this story for the rest of your life. It, 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 it's given me uh, opportunities to do things that I probably never would have imagined I would have been able to do. People that I've met, states that I've been to, uh, companies that I've spoken to, uh, presidents that I've met, some of the greatest athletes in the world, entertainers. Uh, I've, I've been to some amazing places, and a lot of it, all of it, obviously was because of what happened in 1980. So it, it's given me an opportunity to do a lot of different things that I never would have imagined I could have done, but yet I pretty much still stayed focused and grounded. I, you know, I live in the hometown that I grew up in. My wife, uh, we have, we're celebrating our 38th wedding anniversary. Uh, we, we dated for 12 years, so I've known her since she was 15. So, you know, my, my life has changed in a lot of ways, but uh, I still think, uh, I, you know, I'm where I belong at home with my family and friends. You talk about work ethic and that kind of background. It seems like the team kind of had to have that to have any chance at all of going as far as you did. I mean, it, it, it only would take that, just putting together even an all-star team at that time from the NHL wouldn't necessarily have been able to do what you guys did. Yeah, and, and I, I think Herb was a big part of that as well. Uh, you know, he put this whole program together. He decided how we were going to play, when we were going to play, uh, what we were going to do. He, he picked the players. He selected the guys. He molded us into an awfully good hockey team. And, and I think that's the thing that kind of got lost a little is we, we were a lot better than people thought. And, you know, we had some players that went on and had great NHL careers. So uh, although nobody looked at our team as, as being a talented team, I, I think when the smoke cleared at the end, uh, uh, we were a lot more talented than people realized. The game, the North American hockey type style of game, was a lot different than the European and Russian style. And that was part of what made Herb so special, right? He decided to attack that right from the start. So you guys maybe attacked that world stage different than any other team from the North American side would. Yeah, we, we totally changed the way we played the game. I mean, he, he, Herb felt we couldn't compete against the Europeans playing North American type, type of hockey. And he wanted to take a blend of the North American game and the blend of the European game and combine it. And he decided that we were going to go to Lake Placid and beat the Europeans at their own game. And, uh, you know, we were able to do that because we trained together for six months. We, you know, that style was inbred in us. We all we changed the way we played. We all played a different style of hockey when we were in college. And, and Herb had the, the brilliance of, of changing the way the game had to be played. And, it's, you know, when, when I watch the NHL today, although the players are a lot more better now than they were in 1980, but we were playing the European style of hockey that you see in pro hockey today. So Herb 40 years ago was way ahead of the, the curve. In a moment, more with Mike Ruzioni, who is best known as the captain of the 1980 Winter Olympic United States national team that defeated the Soviet Union in the famous Miracle on Ice game. You are listening to Sports Rockin' Tours with Stephen Manchie, Nationwide on the Talk Media Network.
And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. Today's film was brought to our attention by a listener who recently discovered independent films. As he extolled the richness of one film, he continued, it even starred that Gandhi guy. You Kill Me does indeed star that Gandhi guy, Oscar winner Ben Kingsley. Here he plays Frank, a washed-up alcoholic whose affliction is affecting his job as a hitman for the Polish mob. Now the Irish are taking over and Frank doesn't have what it takes to repel them. He retreats to San Francisco, joining Alcoholics Anonymous for the cure. He wants to be a better man, you know, to get back to killing people with proficiency. While in San Francisco, he befriends his gay AA sponsor, Luke Wilson, and falls for a lovelorn lady, Tia Leone, who has obviously set her sights pretty low. It seems an alcoholic hitman isn't out of the question for her. With its obvious star power, You Kill Me rates high as a mighty entertaining black comedy. It does not strive for deep masterpiece. But come on, can any of us really resist a film containing the line, Hi, my name is Frank. I'm an alcoholic. I kill people for a living. Uh, this is anonymous, right? Indie Film Minute. Not in theaters. Discovery through rental. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-948-6826. Again, that's 800-948-6826. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see. And there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? That is the case. (laughs) Yes. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-213-9264-800-213-9264-800-213-9264. Call right now before it's too late. 800-213-9264. 
Welcome back to Sports Rockin' Tours. Here again is Stephen Maggi. Welcome back to Sports Rockin' Tours. You are listening to Michael Ruzioni, who was the captain of the United States hockey team that's best remembered for the miracle on ice when the U.S. hockey team stunned the powerful Soviet team and went on to capture the gold. Yeah, and did that take a, a lot of adjustment for you guys? Because you weren't used to playing that. Was it one of those things that, thank God you had all that time to be together as a team, because you couldn't have done that in a few weeks? No, we, you know, if, if we had done it like prior Olympic teams, you know, you practice for two weeks and go to the Olympic Games, it wouldn't have worked. So I think the six months really helped us. But it was amazing how quickly we picked up what he was trying to do. And part of that reason was, you know, predominantly most of the team was guys from Minnesota, and nine of them had played under Herb at the University of Minnesota. So they had known kind of how they were going to play in the style because that's what the University of Minnesota was doing back in that era. So uh, for, for some of us, it was a change, but it was a fun change. Change, change can be fun. Change can be exciting. And, we, you know, we grabbed it right into it and enjoyed it. You know, Herb was a completely different type of guy. And I mean, I remember when those movies came out and so forth and the portrayals of him, they made him to be a pretty tough character. What, was he a strange guy like he's portrayed in there? And... <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, you know what, that's how coaches coached in the 70s. Uh, my college hockey coach, my high school football coach, high school baseball coach, uh, high school hockey coach uh, were all demanding, you know, and they challenged you every day. And Herb was just like that. Herb, Herb demanded a lot out of you. And, and, you know, there were a lot of times we didn't like Herb, but there was never once a time where we didn't respect him. And I think that was the big thing we had. We had tremendous respect for him, and we we had tremendous trust in what he was doing. We believed in what he was doing. And when you when you trust your coach, you respect your coach, you don't care how demanding and hard he is because you know he's doing what's right for the team. Yeah, it sort of sounds like what Vince Lombardi had with the Packers, where to a man they all said, I hated the guy, but I loved him at the same time because you know when all those things are going on, you just can't stand him. But then at the end of the day, you think of how lucky you were to be coached by him. Yeah, I, I use the analogy a lot. You heard was like your dad. You know, you, you, you love your dad, but sometimes you hate your dad because he makes you do things you don't want to do. <laughs> and that was Herb. He, he pushed us and pushed us. But, uh, you know, it was you know only two hours a day, an hour and a half practice. You know, it wasn't like we were living in the same house with him. So we, we had our escape. Well, what about Craig Patrick, the assistant coach? You need a guy kind of like that to offset that, right? So you, it, it becomes kind of a buffer. So, so you just not, you know, so you don't have a revolution. Craig, Craig was really important to our success. Um, you know, we needed that guy to go to and talk to. I don't think people realize how how important that assistant coach was in, in that locker room uh, on on road trips. Craig Craig was a was a big part because we and you said it. He was the buffer. He, he was the guy we we needed to to kind of talk to and they'd come in and he'd laugh and he'd smile and keep us loose uh, and yet understood that Herb was in charge. I think Herb gave him that role. I think that was the decision they were going to have. Herb was going to be the SOB and Craig was going to be the good guy. So it was a good cop, bad cop kind of scenario. And it worked. So this long period of time preparing for this is really interesting because people forget you guys played at Madison Square Garden and they beat you up pretty bad. Yeah, we lost 10-3 to three to him. Um, it was our last game right before the Olympic Games, and maybe it was a good game for us to play. You know, I look back at that game, and I, I, we, first of all, we were, we're nowhere near the same team that played the Soviets, you know, 12 days later or 10 days later. Uh, our mindset was different. Our confidence was different. And I think the game in Madison Square Garden, you know, for the first period, we just stood around and watched. I think we were losing 6 to nothing right away. So 
I think a lot of guys had one foot in the locker room and one foot in Lake Placid. So, uh, you know, it was a game that we got trounced pretty good. But the other side of that coin was we never talked about that game again. It was never brought up. It was never discussed. It, uh, it was like like it never happened. Well, it had to be a little scary because this was a team that the Soviet Union that were beating NHL teams when they'd have these exhibitions and so forth. So you know these guys are really, really good at a world-class level. And yet, you believed in each other. And was Brooks really concerned after this? Did, did he talk? Or did he just take it as another game and move on? I think he took it as another game and let's move on and go to Lake Placid and compete for the real deal, you know, the real tournament. So, uh, like I said, we, we never talked about that game again. Uh, and yet, going in the Olympic Games, we never talked about the Soviets. The, the only time we talked about the Soviets was the night before when we were getting ready to play them. Uh, and then after we beat them, they were never discussed again. The next thing was we had to play Finland. So, you know, people remember one game, but, uh, you know, I remember how important Sweden was, how important Czechoslovakia was, how important West Germany was, and clearly how important Finland was. Because if we don't beat Finland, we don't win a gold medal. We might not win a medal. So who cares about the Soviet game if you don't win the whole thing? You're listening to Sports Rock and Tours, and we are talking with Michael Ruzioni, who scored the game-winning goal in the famous Miracle on Ice game. Well, going into it then, how much did you guys really believe? I mean, were you thinking, gee, it'd be great to get a silver or a bronze? Or it was like, no, no, we're in this all the way. I, you know, Because people question that, and I, I got to think you believe you can win, but deep down was there this idea, hey, if we can just get to the medals, we'll be, we'll be happy? Well, you know, I think as an athlete, first of all, if you think you're going to lose, you probably will. And we went into that game, you know, we knew it was going to be difficult. We knew it was going to be hard. We knew we had to play well. Things had to fall into place the way they did. Uh, Jimmy played extremely well. We needed that to happen. Uh, the game pretty much went the way we, we needed it to go. If they scored five goals, we weren't scoring six. So I think our team defense and the way we played, especially the last 10 minutes. So, so again, going into the game, you're nervous, you're anxious, you're curious, and in the back of your mind, you know, you know how difficult it's going to be. But like I said, if you think you're going to lose, you probably will. And uh, yeah. we went out there with the mindset, let's play the game and let's see what happens. And I'm just thinking of those games. First of all, the game with the Soviet Union. You had to feel, once you got past that first period, and like, okay, we're, we're in this, and you got to feel stronger and stronger. And then your your goal was one of the great moments in, in hockey, uh, well, in, in all of U.S. Olympic history, because you could just feel then like, hey, this could happen. Well, the, yes, and I think there were big goals scored throughout the game. You know, Mark Johnson scored with no time left on the clock, one second left to go on the clock at the end of the first period. And we didn't play very well, but instead of being down 2-1, to one, we're tied 2-2. Two to two. Uh, and, and, and as you do when you play big games, you, you know, you, you don't play 60 minutes at once. You play, you know, five-minute, 10-minute shifts. And, you know, you know, after five minutes, the game, we're down a goal. After 20 minutes, we're tied. After after 25 minutes, you know, we're down a goal. After 30 minutes, we're down only one. After you know, 35 minutes, we're tied. So, you know, you, you kind of played it in increments like that. And, again, the, the game stayed the way we needed it to stay. They never got too far ahead of us, and we were able to, you know, challenge and bounce back and keep ourselves in the game. And then the next uh, day for the uh, gold medal, you got behind early, but uh, I, I imagine that by that point, the confidence level was so high that it's like, okay, this, this, let's just move on. We can do this. Well, you know, we were trailing. We were trailing Sweden. We were trailing Czechoslovakia. We were trailing Norway. We were trailing West Germany by two goals. We were trailing the Soviets, and now we were trailing Finland. So <laughs> uh, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, you know, 
a scenario that we hadn't had before. And I think the strength of our team was, and I think it was Robbie McClanahan that said it was, we outscored our opponents, I think, 16-3 to in the third period of the whole tournament. And that's, that's a great tribute to, to Herb and, and the conditioning and the speed of our team to, to be trailing and still be able to come back at a young age. You know, our team average was, average age was only 21 and a half, 22 years old. Heck, today, that would be the youngest team in college hockey. So we had a lot of youth, but we had a lot of belief. You had a lot of toughness. Now, your own toughness, does this come back from when you were a kid having to wear your sister Connie's white skates? And <laughs> You know, that almost reminds me of a boy named Sue. It's kind of a tough way, but you get tough. <laughs> well, I think you grow up in an environment, you know, which is a, you know, a, a working-class family. You do get tough. You, you have an inner strength. So, you know, as you said, in the house I lived in, there were, you know, there were 15 kids in the house, and you know, we, we, we relied on each other. We depended on each other, you know, through through very difficult times as, as children growing up. We didn't have any money, but we had a great love and, and support, and I think that makes you stronger. When you went to college, you actually played against Herb Brooks, right, his uh, University of Minnesota team. Uh, what was that experience like? Because that was kind of like your first taste to him. Yeah, we uh, well, that didn't go very well because we had a bench-clearing brawl with the, with the University of Minnesota and, in the semifinals of the national championship. And Herb, Herb didn't sit very well with the Boston University players. My first experience with him was not what was not a good one, but he made up for it later. More in a moment with Mike Ruzioni, who scored the game-winning goal of the famous Miracle on Ice game. You are listening to Sports Rockin' Tours with Stephen Maggi, coast-to-coast on the Talk Media Network. Okay, Sean, we need to talk about our training budget. We're spending almost $1,500 per employee each year. What's the plan? Well, ma'am, 42% of companies are saying that e-learning has led to an increase in revenue. What does that do about the travel expense? E-learning allows employees to learn wherever they are. Then we need to consider the time away from production. I heard that e-learning takes up to 60% less employee time than traditional classroom training. Perfect. Let's find a curriculum company, a development company, a learning management software company. Actually, Epsilon XR specializes in end-to-end learning solutions with tools such as instructor-led training, online classrooms, simulations, virtual and augmented reality, and curriculum development. Get Epsilon XR on the phone. Epsilon XR creates immersive learning environments that engage with your learner, resulting in improved information retention, which leads to better performance and ultimately an increase in revenue. Learn more at elearning.epsilonxr.com. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-979-4317. 800-979-4317. That's 800-979-4317. Holy gentle giants dog food, Batman. I'm Burt Ward, Robin from the Batman TV series. I was the caped crusader, and now I'm the canine crusader. After rescuing and feeding 15,500 dogs for 23 years, my wife and I created a natural, low-fat, heart-healthy, made-in-America dog food and special feeding and care program designed to help all dogs live amazingly longer, healthier, happier lives. Our dogs are living as long as 27 healthy, active years. 
yours can too. That's twice their normal lifespan and triple for some breeds. Would you like your dog to live as long as 27 years and still be active and healthy? Gentle Giants Dog Food is complete nutrition for all dogs and puppies, all ages and sizes, and is different from other dog foods without the greasy coating and high fat content that can shorten your dog's life. Try our Gentle Giants life-enhancing dog food for the longer, healthier, happier life of your dog. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-437-1424. 800-437-1424. That's 800-437-1424. You're listening to Sports Tours. Now, here again is Stephen Maggi. Welcome back to Sports Rockin' Tours. You are listening to Mike Ruzioni, who recorded three goals and five assists for the gold-winning 1980 U.S. Olympic hockey team. Once this was over and you went back home and you realized that everybody was going crazy, you know, you said before that you guys just didn't know it, it had to feel good, right? I mean, regardless of how you felt about world politics or anything, it was just a really good time for the country. It needed kind of a boost at that time because uh, kind of the morale as a whole was down. And I guess it's got to be a wonderful feeling to know, hey, I did a little bit to pick up my country's spirits. Yeah, it was, uh, again, an incredibly proud moment for, 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 like I said, everybody, my teammates, myself. Uh, you know, we didn't know that we would touch so many lives in such a positive way. And we found out, obviously, at that time, the country was looking for something to feel good about it. And it happened to be us. It happened to be a, a group of kids who I think, you know, who, who, who what makes this country so great? You know, hardworking kids who, who believe in America and believe in values and believe in teamwork and believe in all the things that are so important in life. And I think people saw that. They, they saw in us the neighbor, the boy next door. You know, I think people related to our team and enjoyed the fact that we were that type of a team to kind of show the world that what makes this country so great is the work and the effort that people put into it. You know, when you guys got on the victory stand, too, there wasn't one person that said, oh, that's some sort of PR move or anything. I remember people felt the genuineness of this. Was that something you guys just decided to do, to all get up there together while the national anthem was playing? Yeah, what what it was was we, we did the, you know, after we beat Finland to win the gold medal, they told us the ceremony was going to be each guy would come up to the podium, and then, Mike, you'd be the last guy, and you'll stand up there, and the anthem will be played, and, so I stood there while the anthem was being played, and my teammates were on the red line. And then when the anthem was over, uh, they were looking at me, and I was looking at them. It was like nobody told us what to do after. They were kind of walking towards me, and that's when I, I called everybody up, and uh, we all fit in that podium. Uh, I, the people still can't believe 20 of us fit in that little podium, but we did. <laughs> I, I don't know if we'd fit today, but I think we, we, put, we did then. Uh, it was a fantastic moment. And finally, your book, The Making of a Miracle. I, I really recommend that everybody read it because I think as these type of things happen, we're basing them off movies, two well-made movies, but you kind of get into some of these details. And, and when you wrote this, wasn't the reason really so that way you could kind of share this with uh, your grandkids and that kind of thing yeah. so they'll understand that, it? That's that's the whole reason behind the book. Uh, Neil Baudet, who helped me you know, write it, uh, we talked about it, and I, I didn't want to write a book. And I went, you know, then you got to go to book signings. you got to do all that crazy stuff. And I went, now, you know what? Then I thought about it, and I, I wrote the book for one reason and one reason only. And I even told Neil this. I said, I don't care if people buy the book. 
you know, if they buy it, they buy it. I want my grandkids to know more about Papa's life, that my life wasn't one game or one goal or one moment. I, I wanted my grandkids and maybe someday their kids to, to realize who their great-grandparents were, uh, who their aunts and uncles were, who their cousins were. Uh, you know, again, I, I grew up in a, in a unique situation with so many family members that I, I want them to know about that. I want them to know uh, a, a little more about their, their, their grandmother, like a great-grandmother uh, and what she was like. So values and family are important to me, and, that, and that's, the, that's the whole reason behind the book. And that's why I think the book is really different and, and, and really enjoyable because a lot of us lived our lives at that time. I was young, like you, in, in the 1980s and 1980, and I think back to that time, and I think we saw a little of us in you, but in particularly you, Mike, in the sense you were the guy that just kind of uh, represented the American kid out there playing, and, and it's just so good to kind of find out more about you besides just, wow, he was part of this great team, and I, I love it, and, and you know, consequently, you also talk about your teammates and so forth. It's it, it's really a, an important way to preserve history. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, and, and again, that, that was the basis of everything, uh, the, the, the book is is a, a little of my life. I, I I wish I had a few more stories in there about my dad, but they wanted a lot of Olympic stuff because when 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 my brother left read the book, he says you should have put this one in or that story, you know that story. I went, yeah, you're right. I wanted to, but they didn't want to have too many stories about. I mean, my father was a character. He 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 could have taken over the whole book, but I, I think I got across what I wanted to get across. Well, you know, talk for a second about your dad because we know he's a very hard worker and. Ultimately, he's the reason you became the type of person you became. I remember Jim Craig, and they were talking about with his dad at the time as well. What was special about your dad? What was it when you look back, you see as a character, what kind of drove you through him? Well, you saw, you saw his incredible work ethic. When you, you, know, you work three jobs, you, you come home from work, and then you, you take a rest for an hour, and then you go back to another job at night. Like I said, we didn't have a lot of money, but he always found ways to make ends meet. He, he loved going to the racetrack. You know, I, we, we always laughed. When he came home and gave us money, we knew he won a lot of money, but she, my mother never knew how much he won. She, <laughs> she, only knew, she only knew how much he lost. But uh, he, he was just a unique He was a man's man. He, he was a guy that you would sit down and, and have a beer with, and when the conversation was over, you'd walk away saying, boy, that was fun. So he, he, he had a uniqueness about him. He, uh, people gravitated to him uh, immediately, and, you know, I, th- I think that was, you know, part of the things that, I enjoyed, you know, as a kid, you know, when, when I'd walk in, I'd, I'd sit at the bar where my dad worked and they would say, that, you know, who, who's that kid at the end of the bar? And they'd say, that's Jeep's kid. That was my dad's nickname. And and people had tremendous respect for my father. And I think I saw that when you see that as a 10, 11, 12-year-old boy, the respect your dad has from people, I mean, that makes you feel good. It makes you feel proud and it makes you want to do things to please him. And like I said, my, you know, my mom stayed in the background. She just took care of the kids. I mean, they never went out to dinner. They never went on a vacation. They never went on an airplane. You know, here I am, married with three kids. I've been all over the country. I've been all over the world. I, I go, my wife and I go to dinner all the time. I take my kids out to dinner. Those are things I never had as a child, but yet we had a lot of love and support in that house, and uh, there was always food on the table. You're listening to Sports Rock and Tours, and we are talking with Michael Ruzioni, who scored the game-winning goal in the famous Miracle on Ice game. Well, this is why it's important. People know you. That, that, you know how many people haven't seen you and the rest of the team there. Do you believe in miracles? Yes, and all that sort of thing. And yet, there's Jeep and Helen, and they were very special people too. So it's really nice that you have actually the opportunity to kind of share them with all the rest of us. 
Right. Yes. And, 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 and you know, my aunt and uncle who lived upstairs and my aunt and uncle who lived on the first floor. You know, not many people grow up in a house with, with uh, all the cousins together. And, and I think that whole family atmosphere, which we still have today. I mean, I live next door to the house I bought. My cousin lives next door. My kids live down the street. My mother-in-law lives around the corner. Uh, I think in the book I talk about, I think there are a hundred people in my town that's, that are related to either me or my wife. So I just, I just love, you know, being around family and friends. And, and, and that was instilled in me by my, my dad and my aunts and uncles. What a wonderful gift you're giving to your kids, too. I mean, there's just nothing like that. The, the security of having family around and everybody loving each other. What a wonderful thing. Yeah, it's fun, especially now with grandkids. I tell a funny story. My daughter has, my daughter has three boys. They're seven, six, and five. And my son has a three-year-old boy. And, a, and finally, we had a, a one-year-old little girl. But my three daughter, my daughter's three boys skate at the rink in my hometown. They skate at the Mike Ruzioni Center, and they still don't know who Mike Ruzioni is. So that's kind of funny <laughs> around the house. When you came back from Lake Placid, uh, what kind of response did you get from your family? Because I imagine they were going oh, crazy. It was insane. It was absolutely insane. They had to block my street off from the, the police. <laughs> so many people wanted to come to the front of the house. And I remember when I came home after the Olympics. Uh, I was standing on the porch in the second floor. We lived in the second floor, and there had to be hundreds of people out in front of my house, and they, they all were singing the you know, Star Spangled Banner, and then they started singing God Bless America. And I finally finally yelled down. I said, you know, look, at, I just got home. Uh, I've got to go to New York tomorrow morning. Can, I, I appreciate you all coming out here. Uh, I love you all, and uh, you know, can you maybe leave now and give me some time with my family? And it was like I was the Pope, and all of a sudden everybody just kind of left. <laughs> And I went inside, and my cousins and mom and, and dad and everybody, we just, you know, had a few beers and relaxed and just enjoyed the the moment because, uh, like I said, I had to get up the next morning and go to New York and then check for the next almost, seems like, 40 years. It's been one whirlwind tour. You know, last question. It just strikes me, Mike, like it's kind of sad because we can't have that anymore simply because of the way we do the Olympics, that, that great amateur story of people coming together and so forth. Do you think that's kind of um, something we're going to miss? You know, I mean, it's great to have these NHL stars play and so forth. It, 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 it does test the who's the best in the world, but I don't know. I, th- I think we really miss a lot of great stories like this, and you just can't have it with all professionals. Yeah, I, I think you miss a little of it, but you still the joy of watching our athletes compete. You know, you, you put the jersey on that says USA across the front. It, it, it's a special honor, and I think today's athletes still take great pride in, in, in whether they're professionals or amateurs, great pride in representing their country. And, and, I, and I think, yeah, clearly we're in a different society than we were 40 years ago, and uh, life is different, especially now. But um, but I but I still think that you know that we take great pride and joy in watching our Olympians compete because they do represent us. The book is "The Making of a Miracle: The Untold Story of the Captain of the 1980 Gold Medal Winning U.S. Olympic Hockey Team." Mike Ruzioni, thanks so much. Best of luck to you. Thanks for having me, and be safe. Follow us on all social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure to like Sports RACX on Facebook. We're going to be offering some great giveaways very soon. And have a great Thanksgiving, everyone. This is Stephen Manchie. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities 
like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800 653 8302 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302. 800-653-8302.